After a brief hiatus, actually, although I say brief, it's our longest hiatus to date. Um, apologies. We are back. This is Witch Car Weekly Podcast number 29. Apologies for the hiatus. We were away doing important things in various other parts of the world. Um, and the consolation is we're going to tell you all about them right now. My name is Daniel Gardner. Um, I'm joined in the Bauer Media studio with fine examples of human beings. As always, returning the uh, the fabulous Scott Newman, associate editor of Motor Magazine. Hello, Dan. We're sitting a little bit closer. We are. It's very strange to peel back the curtain uh, because we have an extra person today. We're sharing a mic and it's all a little, very, little bit intimate. We do. That extra person is... Uh, going to be introduced in a minute. Before that, I want to introduce Andy Enright, deputy editor of Wheels Magazine. It's truth. <laughs> All right. Bonza. Uh, and joining us for their debut on Which Car Weekly, it is the fabulous Alistair Brook. Hello. How Alistair, uh, Barometer photographer. That's me. If you see, uh, if you glance around at the amazing images that our photographic team produce, it, there's a high chance that 33% of them are Alistair's. That's quite a percentage. Hopefully they're in the same shoot. It's approximate. I'd say slightly lower. Would you? Oh. <laughs> Are you suggesting that Alistair doesn't work as hard as the other two? I, a, I'd say that. He's a work shy fop. Plug, plug, plug yourself, Alistair. If, you, if people want to see some examples of your fine work, where can they find them? Oh, all uh, all the good public publications that we produce. And what about your uh, Instagram? Music? Oh, yeah. sorry, that, that one. <laughs> Uh, that is at Alistair Brooks. You throw a guy, you throw a guy. Mate, I'm just, I'm just playing it throw, safe. He buries it. I'm playing it safe. Look, motor wheels, they all do great stuff. Um, lovely. Okay, <laughs> we, we've dragged you away from your regular duties to talk about uh, a very important subject, something that went down last week. And you were there. You are our roving reporter uh, as well. As Inadvertently, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's great that, isn't it? When you go on holiday and you're asked to work. Yeah, basically. On today's chat... Monterey's motoring madness and the automotive all-rounders that Australians don't like. I'm going to explain what that's all about later. Ooh. Before that, yes, of course, Alistair, we have welcomed you to the Witch Car Weekly... Uh, what, what, should we, what do we call this? Hive. Fold? The Fold, of course. <laughs> um, to discuss uh, Pebble Beach or Monterey Car, Car Week. The reason, first question to you is, I'm really confused. What is it? Because is it Pebble Beach? Is it Monterey Car Week? What, what is it? So Monterey Car Week is a week uh, around Monterey where a lot of different things happen. Where one of which... Where cars. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. Car things happen. And one of which is P- uh, Pebble Beach Concourse, which is th- at the end of it. I see. So okay. it's on a Sunday. So the, the, the main event is Monterey Car Week. And within those seven days, five days? Yeah, seven, five to seven days. I mean, depends on when people sort of ship the cars over there or drive the cars there or what happens. Yeah, several different things happen in that week. So it could be the uh, the Revival Motorsport event at Laguna Seca, which is just down the road. Cool. Or if it's the Quail Motorsports um, gathering. Is that to do with small birds? Uh, no. No? Okay, no, it's good. not. Okay. Uh, it's it's a quick a, question. It's, it's at another similarly ritzy golf course down the road. Uh, then you've got a, a party at the Jet Centre, which is essentially an airport, but, you know, everything's oh, wow. Learjets. Okay, so. so there's a lot to it. Yeah. I think like most things, it started off at Pebble Beach X many years ago, and then they got successful, and they're like, well, we need to do more things. So then probably the the motorsports event popped up because it's Laguna Seca just down the road, and then the quail started as another thing. So it's sort of expanded. It's expanded. big, long, week-long yeah, and then celebration if, of yeah. money. And you know, You know how we like to think, you know, we, we ought to have these events in Australia. I was just wondering, can you imagine an Australian motoring event on a golf course? <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, well, I tell you what, you wouldn't stop. You wouldn't stop play for the day. I tell you that much. It'd be lacerated and people get yeah. hit in the head by. You'd golf. have a Bugatti Type Fifty Seven with a golf ball pinging off the roof of it. Well, it I would mean, be like um, you know, when you go to the driving range, they send that little buggy out. Yes, that, right. Oh my god! Armored. It'd be it'd be bedlam. Studio. <laughs> it'd be bedlam, and you it'd could just so hear the work. money taken off yeah. from this price of a thing, like a, a sort of Mario video game. Yeah. The sort of coins hopping out the top of it. And you were there, Alistair. I was there, so I decided it was been on my bucket list for ages, and I decided that I needed to. Uh, go over there so i booked a ticket with a good friend and colleague uh from the office and we went over and we we did all the things and it was fantastic and you've come back with merchandise i see i've got a hat that says <laughs> concourse d'eleganze and you had a, a roof porsche um hat on had a roof porsche that was a freebie from what? the roof stand no yes that's arguably one of the coolest pieces of free merchandise i know everyone was very did jealous. the roof people know it was a freebie Yes, I, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I asked. I said, how much is the hat? And he said, do you want a hat? And I said, yes. And so I got a hat. Oh, you, that's great. Yeah, it was fantastic. So, you've, I mean, we don't need to talk to you about it anymore. I mean, that's the highlight Alistair Brook got a roof hat, <laughs> went to Montreux. Bosh. No, in all seriousness, though, what, what, tell us some of the highlights. We, and we were watching from a distance, obviously, observing. Oh, the, the Instagram. Yeah, so the highlight, I mean, everything was a highlight. I went over there looking for certain cars I hadn't seen. I mean, we've only got one McLaren F1 in Australia. I, I thought you meant like your family for a second then. You're like, we, we've only got one McLaren F1. I was like, wow, you kept that on quiet. Yeah, no. I mean, Alistair is very posh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes. <laughs> uh, my dear boy. Um, uh, so, yeah, I went over there. I saw five. Um, oh, f- uh, oh, God, how many? Two, two of them had high downforce kits. One had an LM engine conversion. One was an actual LM and one was a long tail GTR. Wow. So we're not just talking, you know, the, the obligatory attendants. No, yeah. They were special ones They as were well. special wasn't ones. The base, there wasn't the base model with Yeah. Was you turned up in the POV pack. Oh. You, were, you were rejected. <laughs> you, had, you had to park in the third car park at <laughs> the back. Well, no, it's interesting. Like, yeah, some of the, some of the car parking was, was ridiculous. Like uh, at the Quail, I, we parked the car and we were walking through those 911Rs. 488 Pistas. Uh, there was someone rocked up in a DB2. Oh, yes, yes. Someone as had one a, does. Someone had a Senna next to an F50, and they weren't in the show. They were just they were just rocking up to so the, the event. So the cars that people were using as their just their transport to the event were the sort of thing you would see at any other car show as the highlight anywhere else in the world. GT2 RSs over there are used as promotional vehicles. Come on. Yeah, we went to a car show, and there's just garish wraps on gt2s with sort of wow weird winglets and inserts and bits and bobs that are not factory and that's just a base for a I yeah, did, promotional i thing. did see a shot of um one of those golf heritage edition liveried four gts the new ones yeah and it was just parked in a forest because that was just where the <laughs> nearest park they could get yeah. to the event <laughs> yeah so i was just out yeah. the, the thing, thing that had me wondering though alistair is um is, is there a feel that you're kind of an outsider looking in that you don't belong there and that you know, there's to put it in a slightly non-delicate way, a lot of sort of supercar jock sniffing. Going. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, appendage measuring, let's say, uh, and there's a lot of awfully. How did you measure up? Bentley's giving out branded rulers. Well, I mean, to be honest, how, I mean, they would, they would honestly. Um, Not for free, though. Look, there is a bit of that, but I think you'd get that in Monterey anyway. It's okay. it's it's an extremely wealthy place. Um, a lot of people have got a lot of stakes in golf courses over there. I mean, not not in the not in the shows, but all the mansions around were sort of flexing their own muscles, and they were parking their sort of eight one twos next to their sort of 
So it's Monterey's time to shine. Wraiths kind of. on, on the driveway, just as a hard part going, yeah, we got these, and you don't even know what I've got in the garage. You know? oh, so it, yeah. it, it, you know, it gets to the point where Huracans and, and F12s and Aventadors and are just Camrys and, and you know, Cullinans and anything like that. Well, that's what I'm interested in is that when you go and you just... Like, if you went and you saw a McLaren F1, for instance, somewhere, that would be a highlight. But there's such a smorgasbord of all this crazy rare stuff. Do you become desensitized and go, oh, yeah, it's a Maserati MC12 or like whatever? Um, yeah. The other factor to that is that I uh, hung around a lot of car spotters for the week. Uh, so car spotters... Oh. Did you see Shmi? We saw Shmi. Oh, oh no, We please. saw Ollie High Guys. Can you edit that bit out? I don't, I don't even want to mention Jazz. it. Jazz. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we saw, yeah, all, all of those people, but, but even the people that I was living with. So I was living with a couple of YouTubers, um, a couple of car <laughs> imagine spotters. That, imagine that My phrase like 10 years ago. Yeah. I'm, living, <laughs> I'm living with some YouTubers. What the hell does that mean? They're a bit like an influencer, except yeah. slightly less worthy. <laughs> my, my inflatable mattress bed is on YouTube at the moment because uh, he's done a house tour. And so you can actually see the house that we're in. It's a weird house, but it, it, it was full of car spotters and stuff. And so... My perspective on on this was of of people running around like headless chickens trying to find cars, and as soon as they'd seen them and got a good picture, onto the next one. Whereas I'm the sort of person who sort of mulls over something. If I see something at Dutton's or, yeah. or any sort of other high class uh, dealership or or showroom, um, I would look at that for half an hour. So it was it was an interesting way to 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 look at things. What's the right approach? I, I kind of feel that, yeah, I, there's a lot to see and there's, there's so much to so get much through. So much to see, yeah. You know, but if you rush through, do you, you just don't absorb any of it. Yeah, is there an element of box ticking like these, yeah. you know, the in- Instagram tourists who stand mm. with their back to the Taj Mahal and yeah. do a selfie and yeah. I've done that next? Definitely. I think, I think maybe perhaps some of it was uh, slightly a higher pace than I'd want to go at. But, yeah, there was definitely some of that. It was a bit like hunting. So as soon as you put the deer head on you all, onto the next one, yeah. onto the next hunt. Um, but at the same time, you, you can't go past what was there. Like, you know, not only was there the new money stuff, you know, there was Rebentons, you know, tw- one of 20 made and stuff like that. Jeez. And, you know, P1s and 918s and stuff. But it's more just the, the classic stuff that you can't get your head around. I mean, I was at Pebble Beach on the last day and I was standing next to... That silver TDF livery, two fifty GTO, cool. And last year it went for seventy million US, and it's and, just there, and not cordoned off from foot traffic. Keys in it? No, but <laughs> anyone could have run their sticker. They were giving it away for free. <laughs> the, 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 um, <laughs> the boss of a Bugatti, Stefan Winkleman, was there, wasn't he? Um, can we have a trouser report from Stefan? Well ironed, shiny, pleated, yeah. pinstriped, very impressive. Were they short? Oh. Uh, I was, I was showing a bit of ankle. Yeah, I was one row back, but boot he, combo. look, he probably had some some socks, yeah. some powerful socks. Shall we get on to Mr. Winkleman? Well, yeah, okay. So this is the obvious question then. Um, so if the car park is full of um, GT2s and yeah, exactly, Just, how do you make the show impressive if that's what people are turning up in? What was there that were, were the true highlights? Okay, well, as I was saying before, one two fifty GTO. You, you sort of know the price. It's probably rumored to be eighty or ninety million US today. Bargain. Right next to it, another one. Okay, sure. Um, you know, similar price, same Gen One shape, if if you can call it a Gen One and not the sort of frumpy Gen Two. Mm. Then over oh, over I hate y- the frame, frumpy GTO. I know. I know. I know. You, I, you turn that one down. I you wouldn't. Boy, you wouldn't get. I, you wouldn't I definitely wouldn't get that. The neighbours wouldn't like no. it. <laughs> um, and then you know, over yonder was you know two or three two fifty Testarosses. You know, and then talk about the best car there. Scott wants me to talk about the uh, the F50 GT. Yeah. 
Uh, so uh, why one, is that the why is that the best? Because they only built three and they're amazing and they rev to like ten and a half thousand RPM or something. Is, and yeah, okay. it's basically like the FXXK of the F50. Yeah, only much rarer and much no rarer. electric bits. And yes. and reportedly, don't quote me on this, but I think Ferrari might have only made one, and yeah. the rest were sort of Scott based to dip it. No, no, I think they yeah, like you don't want to say cobbled together, but they cobbled together <laughs> the <laughs> other two yeah, from bits. Yeah. And then there was like a 288 GTO Evoluzione with like three trillion vents on it and stuff like that. So I'm not impressed by cars that uh, there is only one example of. Not, yeah. not impressive at all. Uh, uh, yes, if there were more previously and they've lost them all. But if they've only ever made one, I'm not interested at all. For me, it's, it's looking at things that I've looked at in picture books and then the internet because I predate the internet. Sometimes, um, and and seeing it in the flesh. Exactly. Well, um, you know, <laughs> are you you, you got age? me in a corner, Dan. <laughs> yeah, quite literally, you're over in Scott's corner. Yeah. Oh, this is why there's a smell here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> there's a stain. There's a stain. So I prefer one, a musk. They had that one of one Bugatti. Love, love, love what you know. Yeah, that yeah. was there, but that was sort of um, yeah, that was put in a corner in the sort of concept. Good. That's where it belongs. Uh, next to. <laughs> Yeah, uh, next to the... Oh, gosh, what was it? Centodici. No, the Centodici was on the Bugatti stand, but the Le Vote Noir wasn't. Oh. So the Bugatti stand had the Centodici, or Dieci, yes. uh, which is a EB110 homage, uh, ba- based, I'm fairly sure, on a Chiron with a bit more power. Tell us what you think about that, Scott. Oh, it's horrendous, isn't it? Which no, is what, it's this, amazing. This is where we get back to the Winkelmann thing. Like, fair play to the bloke. He knows... He's a good businessman because he knows how to extract extraordinary amounts of money from They're all rich people. Yeah. So, a quick bit of background. The Cento DHG is essentially a Chiron in fancy dress. They're making 10. They're going to be 9 million euros each, um, which is, what, three times the cost of a Chiron, if not more? Um, That's a lot for a body kit, isn't it? It's a lot for a body kit. Um, it gets more power. Come on. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, it's got 1,600 horsepower. Yeah. It's no quicker, I don't think, That's, against the clock. Let me just do the maths quickly. That's um, 1,176 kilowatts. I think it's 1,197. I wrote it down. 1,176. <laughs> I'm not doing the maths. Okay. Anyway. Um, I don't know. It's just... Yeah, it's just... It's a car to have. Like, you talk about the one of one thing. You're not mm. interested. Like, it's a car to have to say you've got it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, like, it's, it, like, it's never going to be driven. It, there's no reason. Like, if you only cared about driving it, buy a Chiron, because it's exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. Except they've just tarted it up as some frivolous homage and then extracted, you know, it's a good way to make, you know, 90 million euros in revenue in a short amount of, short amount of time. But it's just utter, I mean, like I said, Winkleman was very good at it. He was at Lamborghini before, created the Veneno. What else did he create? Uh, Sesto? Sesto he, Elemento, I think maybe. That, that was actually quite cool. But again, yeah, Chantaro? cars that have no real purpose other than for, yeah, people to measure their appendages. Um, I am going to take the uh, other angle about this and say that... Oh, unfortunately, we don't have enough time for that. It's awesome. Um, <laughs> it's awesome they do this. Shut up, Scott. It's brilliant they do this because by um, duping really rich, stupid people out of massive mounds oh, of cash, they can pump that back into the yeah. system and develop cars that we like and we can buy. <laughs> they can pump it back into the affordable Bugatti. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it's not the, 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 the Bugatti, for those who don't know, Bugatti is 
owned by Volkswagen. Yes. Uh, and so that money doesn't stay within the Bugatti um, stables necessarily. It can get pumped anywhere in the company. And it's so basically, I'm saying these are philanthropists who buy these oh, 9 God. million euros. <laughs> the trickle down engineering means <laughs> trickle yep. down engineering means you'll find a W16 in a golf very yeah, soon. One right. day, that's, yes. Yeah, the right. other thing is, it reminds us how cool the original EB110 was. And oh, that, that was a real forgotten supercar. Yeah, that was a fantastic. That was a personal favourite, and there were mm. four or five present. <laughs> And yeah, I I used to have a Barago one to eighteenth scale little catalogue, and, yep. and I saw the EB one ten as a two or three year old, and I called it a smarty pants car, and I found myself standing <laughs> in front of two of them. And wow! I was like, wow! Were they smarty pants? It's very smarty pants. Oh, very good. Okay. Th- uh, uh, yeah. Next week, best smarty pants cars. <laughs> <laughs> what else was there? There was the um, Lamborghini Aventador uh, SVJJ Roadster. Yeah. So that I mean, okay. Non-event, can I just say? <laughs> yes, I said SVJJ. SVJJ. Uh, it's interesting, as coming back to, to I get it. glazing over certain cars um, as Camrys and stuff, the only Aventadors really worth looking at were SVJs. And so I found myself just looking at like the centre spire on the rear spoiler to see if it's an <laughs> SVJ, because that's the only one that's worth craning my head for. You're Whereas such if a you photographer. Saw, if you saw one down, down and on road, you would just you know almost crash your car regardless. But only SVJs really were worthy of any sort of attention over there. It was, yeah. Uh, Pagani Huayra uh, Roadster BC. BC, yes. Thank heavens they've changed the rear spoiler design on that from the, the coupe. Thank heavens. Not Thank a fan? Thank heavens. It was a bit Fast and the Furious, wasn't it? It was, but I mean, you put it next to their sort of, their first C12 that they keep on bringing out, that sort of restored one. It is such a pretty design. Yeah, and the early just, ones are so beautiful. Like a, For me, like an F lost is their almost way. the pinnacle. Yeah, the F and the way it sort of shrieks with it's that sort of so long though, isn't it? It has two thousand and yeah. Well, it's restored two, now. The original one was, wasn't it? Yeah, that C twelve is restored. That's oh no, it's ninety nine because it's twenty years this yeah. year. So. Mm. Yeah, it's an old car. Yeah, it's an old That's car. The original C twelve had what three hundred and eighty horsepower yeah. from a six liter, not the uh, seven point three. And that was enough back in the day. It still oh, is. Still arguably. enough, isn't it? Yeah, oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's still plenty. But you know, the what do they have? Like a Wira now? A Wira BC has eight hundred or seven hundred. Five hundred eighty eight kilowatts was the standard Wira. Uh, and the uh, the Roadster version, they gave it a bit more power. That's nice of them, wasn't it? It's now 597 kilowatts. The Roadster is a bit more pretty than the normal one. It's yeah, got the those sort of little beautiful. eyelashes on the rear lights instead of the sort I of... I had a ride in the coupe, the BC. Ooh, yes. Did yes, I did. When was that? Uh, it was in Portugal. What's the FX F1 track in Portugal? Oh, Portimao. Yes. No. Oh, um... Estoril. Estoril. Okay, Um It was Pirelli P0 launch a couple of years ago. Uh, and they shod uh, just every ridiculous supercar you can think of in the. You know, they r- launched that one with coloured sidewalls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they Formula put a set of boots now, so. on the Huayra BC, and it was driven by one of their test pilots, and it took me out for a fast fang of the uh, of the circuit. Was it fast? It was unbelievably fast. And you know, it's difficult to put these kind of cars into words and quantify exactly how fast. But in this occasion, it was very easy because there was also a Ferrari F12 TDF out on the oh, track. Gosh being driven also by another very, very handy driver, and it was catching it unbelievably quickly. Oh, dear. It caught it in pretty much a lap. But um, this is an interesting point, because we've got Pagani and we've got the Bugatti. We've got the Bugatti monstrosity, which is just completely horrendously tasteless. But then like Pagani's occupying the same market sphere, like ultra-exclusive Exotica, but they make like art. Like I know it's kind of subjective, but... You know, it's, it's very beautifully sculptural. crafted. It's very special. It's you know, it's I don't know. You look, you put them two t- side by side, and one just feels like, I don't know, it's made by an artist. The other one feels like it's made by a 
blind blacksmith. <laughs> I thought the Cento DHE looked better in person. I saw images of it bit before. Of I saw it. I don't think white was the best colour to launch it in. I no, think you know, it looks a bit like a sort of perforated marshmallow. Would it have been too much of a cliche in, <laughs> in the uh, the blue of your cap? Would it have been a bit that too much of a cliche? I think, I think the black. Just... Yeah, sinister. Look, I, look, I'm a fan of the Devo that came out a couple of years ago, that sort of track-focused. You're again, also a bit of a Devo yourself. I so. am indeed. Uh, that track-focused unobtainium Chiron thing with extra downforce. It was like a GT3 RS of the Chiron. And and I like the EB110, and so basically I, I should like this, and I sort of do. It, it does get a bit disgusting with the amount of money floating around. I mean, you look at the, the values of F1s, and it's one thing, and it's eye-watering, but you've got to also consider that they weren't that much when they were new. They were still stratospherically expensive, but no, it wasn't... 600-odd thousand pounds, I think it was. Yeah, Whereas yeah, I, yeah, I went to the Koenigsegg euros. stand, and there was just a, a, a sheet of Koenigseggs, and... <laughs> And you look at one and you look at another, but it sort of dawns on you that they've just specced them up for the sake of specking them. Yeah. You know, you've got these sort of like gold flake pinstripes on bare carbon, which would have taken so much extra time because they've got to get the carbon just right and lining up with the panels. And I, ever, I overheard someone from Koenigsegg talking to someone else, and, and I think I heard that one of their biggest customers is in Hong Kong. He doesn't have a license. He doesn't like cars. And he just buys them for the investment. That's disgusting. It's disgusting because well, you see, you see how much money's sitting there, and you're thinking these guys, you know, that is just terrifying amounts of money. And you could probably do. I mean, look, I'm I'm all in for supercars and hypercars and spending your money really stupidly. But at that point, but use them. Yeah, yeah. Either use them or do something a bit more productive with the money. But a lot of people are saying that this speculative bubble is about to burst with these really expensive cars. Well, the, the, so, a lot of the auction results did not go particularly well. The average 75,000 US down yeah. on, on last year. and, and a Pocket lot, change. Yeah, well for a lot of them, yeah. So old matey but, but the, over the in Hong Kong is, could be getting burnt. But that also meant like a lot of cars didn't sell, which would suggest that they're probably not, like if the average sale was 75,000 or, you know, the reserve, I think, was too high on some of them. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, people were asking stupid money. Like so. the new, uh, the New Zealand-based high downforce kit F1 yeah. with a reserve of oh gosh, was it? Well, I mean, it was touted of going for between twenty and twenty-three, yeah, and I think it ended up selling for nineteen. That's still a record for any McLaren ever. Yeah. So, so I mean, it's somewhat marred the news somewhat, but I mean, that's still a huge amount of money. We've mentioned it before uh, when we talk about unorthodox car shows around the world it seems like manufacturers are really keeping their power to drive for for events like this you know if we're looking at um you know bugatti doing their big reveals and you know all that so is is this i know we've said it before but is the show uh, to wind up kind of the future of motor shows i'd say yes and no i mean you can't call the whole thing a show but a lot of those reveals were were done at the quail which is that sort of penultimate party so mm. pebble beach is i think reserved for the creme de la creme of what's already been built and it is a concourse, so we're talking, you know, Type 59s lined up against Type 57s, lined up against pre-war Ferraris and everything else. And and that's not really the place to reveal new cars. But the Quail, which was a party that went on a couple of days beforehand, I think that is much like Goodwood, Andy, you were saying mm. a couple of weeks ago, that's now being used by a lot of corporations yeah, yeah. to, instead of like a, a celebration of what's already been built, to, to have new things. And I think the Quails may be going in the same way, because there was a lot of new stuff there. Can any old scrote get into the quail, or, or do you have to have an invitation? <laughs> uh, you, the scrote has to have a lot of money if he doesn't have an invitation. I think tickets... Someone in our party didn't have a ticket, and they dropped 900 US on one. Wow. I'm very lucky because I got tickets through work. Well done, and well deserved. Uh, just one quick mention before we move on to another subject. 
um, McLaren totally got it wrong. Don't understand how it works, do they? Everyone turns up, every other manufacturer turns up with their finest cars to reveal and uses it. McLaren revealed a picture. Oh, yes, the uh, the Roadster. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah. I was somewhat yeah. expecting to see one there. Yeah, no. They that's they used the... I don't understand how this works. They used the event to reveal a picture which you could just get online. It's like doing it wrong, McLaren. Anyway, maybe we'll actually get to see the real thing in an event coming up soon. Um, other big news this week. Uh, Audi finally revealed the car we knew was coming. Ooh, yeah. The all-new RS6. Bit of a cult classic. Um what, what do we know about the car? What let's, let's talk about it just quickly. Uh, we'll talk about its fantastic figures to start with. So, in previous generations, the RS6 has always been fabulously powerful. Um, it is still. Uh, what have we got? Um, 446 kilowatts and 800 newton meters. Yeah, that's enough. Just enough. I'll do. 230,000 dollars. Nice. Mm. That's more than I make in a week. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Photographers, yeah, they do well here. Uh, and it'll get to 100 from zero in 3.6 seconds. It's interesting though that it's, like those figures aren't massively on from the last one, which is uh, suggests maybe the sl- uh, and a welcome to my ears slowing down of the power wars. You know, mm. like the last RS6 performance I think was 441, and this is in very similar ballpark. Um, it's a little bit cleverer with its mild hybrid tech now. Um, very, very, very mild hybrid. Oh yes, very mild. It's um, just there to be able to say it's kind of got some. Can kind I, of hybrid. the figure that I think is the the best out of all of these because I think a lot of these cars. Boot plastic. No. No. Okay. The car is eight centimeters wider than the last one. Whoa, that's a lot. It's forty the... mil on each side, and if you see a previous <laughs> gen RS6, it is a big boy. Yeah. Yeah. And that that's awesome because it just looks so intimidating yeah. and tough. Yeah. The stance of the car is spot on. Absolutely. Is it sitting yeah. on 22s now? Yes. That is unheard of. Yeah, carbon ceramic brakes. It's Eight just... centimetres wider than the last one. And how good is Audi's strategy of not doing a sedan version? You can only yeah. have the Avant. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. And it will sell well because they're taking it to the US now. So. Oh, really? Uh, it's the first one to go to the US. So Genius. Um, I mean, it's interesting, though, that uh, hopefully it's... The weird thing about Audi Sport products is... You never know what they're going to do next. Like one mm-hmm. comes out and it's quite firm and sporty. The other one, then the RS new RS four comes out and it's like almost plush and mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily Supple. major on hand. Yeah. So in my head, I'm going, oh, the, if the RS six is just a faster, louder V eight version of the RS four, fantastic. That'll be fan- great. But you can't necessarily assume that it might go back to being like a skateboard with understeer. Has anyone driven it yet? No, well, we yet to well, find out what it's actually like. Well, this, this opens up a broader but... conversation um, and something that most journalists love to talk about ad nauseum. Um, hot wagons. Yeah. Oh, we love I'm, a hot wagon. I'm, I'm about them. Yeah. Okay, yeah. quickly go in the room. Uh, when I say room, I mean tiny, like, tic-tac box that we're sitting in right now. Uh, Favourite hot wagons? I like the RS4, the current one. Yeah? Really good car. Yep. yep. I really enjoyed that car. Uh, just, uh, just you would have given the, uh, the last V8. Oh, sorry, not the last V8. The one, the the good one, the B. The good one. The <laughs> manual 4.2. Yep. Well, that was, was that was that as good as I don't. I didn't drive that one. That was a very very good car yeah. as well. I I also like the uh, the 2.7. Yep. Yep. That that the original was just yeah delightful. And now they've kind of returned to form, haven't they? With the current ones, yeah. Gone back to. V2. I do like a sound of that six part. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds great. Uh, have you driven an RS2? No, I've been in I'd one. Love to. Dylan, um, editor, uh, editor of Moto, Dylan Campbell has driven an RS2. Lucky wow. yet. Um, that's pretty cool. Um, I also, my pick is another RS, 
The Skoda Octavia yes. RS. Yes, I had a long what term. What a car off. that is. I had yeah. a long term one of those and it was fantastic. They're just so fantastic. good. Basically, Golf GTI engine up front, but with a bigger practical boot at the back and a really unorthodox looking thing in the middle. It's just, it's what is it? I think even if you go for the top spec one that's online at the moment, um, the, what's it called? The 245. 245. $247,000. Mm, it's quite handsome that's as well. A bargain. Yeah. 180 kilowatts. I had the uh, RS230 wagon in manual. Yeah. Had a great manual gearbox, lovely engine, handled really well, rode well, was super practical. I loved that car. It was amazing. What's your pick then? You can't uh, do mine. I've done it. I would probably go, I have a soft spot for an E55 compressor yes. Um, yes. wagon. There's a few of those in the country and they're very, very cool. You know, 700 newton meters. Very, yeah. very cool. Um, oh, what else? What else? What uh, else? Sir, got one? Uh, E sixty one M five yeah, touring. Yeah, that was my other one. Yeah, I was five liter thirty four M five. Five liter V ten. I mean, I would never want to live with it, but I would. Oh gosh, if I Hang saw on, did one, they make it? They did. Uh, it was for oh. European markets. Did, they made eight hundred and sixty one. Get... I think. I wow. there's one that's been spotted in Australia that's a private import. Um, mm, but yeah, lovely. that that would be it for me. The only thing that would put me off that car is the. Is what the engine or the reliability? Yeah, with, with the engine is glorious when, when all it works. Ten cylinders it's, are working. It's like an Alfa Romeo. Yeah, you put an Alfa Romeo totally. badge on it. Yeah, that thing is full of so many electronics. Yeah. that don't really like to continue working all the time. Or or a very busy engine. Why don't Australians buy hot wagons? You, if if you're an Australian listening at the moment and you don't buy hot wagons, you're stupid. I'm very yes. disappointed in the all question. Of you. Is that um, we kind of need to ask the punters are like what what does a what does a fast SUV do that a fast wagon doesn't? Sits you up high. Yeah, but why gets is that in a, the way of other people benefit? trying to get out of a T intersection? Yeah, it's really yeah, annoying. It's, yeah, yeah. This it is obviously this this shift to SUVs um, in huge numbers is what has killed the wagon. But yeah, what exactly? I I still don't. People say, "Oh, the elevated driving position." I still don't understand the value of that. And basically, no. what we're seeing is an arms race on our roads because someone sits up high, everyone else has to sit up high. Exactly. And the cars keep on getting bigger and taller and more stupid and making less sense. Yeah, it's like the guy who stands up in front of you at the MCG. Yes, or yeah. a giant hat down. at a, at yeah. a music festival, yeah. just standing they, right they in front of you. They start this cascade of everyone yeah. standing up and everyone wearing to work. So stop buying SUVs, get yeah. back in wagons, and the world will be a better place. We should start a a campaign. Okay, let's do this. Four wagons. We'll get out on with like picket signs on yeah. the street yeah. corners. If see, we see someone in a GLC 63, we'll be like, no, you should have bought a C63. Yeah. It's the, uh, long, the Long Roof Legion. Yeah, yeah Long and, Roof Legion. And our yeah. calling card will be pushing SUVs over on their side because they're so tall. They're <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll just cow tipping. Right. <laughs> Try doing that to a wagon with yeah. this lovely low center of gravity. I we don't can't. think so. How about, how about the E46 M3 wagon? Yeah, the, the, the one, one of. Yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. say, uh, yeah, sorry, BMW, get the hint. Yes, I mean, everyone loves on. that thing. Yep. Yeah, that was fantastic. A couple of people have made it. They've M3 made F80s, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So get get the hint. All right, guys, thank you very much. Uh, next week, we'll all be wearing our four wagons hashtag T-shirts. Um, yep. The campaign will be in full swing. Uh, you can get behind us by getting online and finding out all of the bogus <laughs> stories that we're going to write about it. Um, richcar.com.au is where you find all of our fabulous publications. Or, of course, you can go into a newsagent and pick up a paper copy of a magazine. They're glorious. You can see all of Alistair's wonderful work in the pages of Wheels Magazine and online. Well worth um, it. Get in touch with our social medias. They're all there as well. My name is Daniel Garden. These people have been Alistair, Andy and Scott. And next week, we will bring you all kinds of other wonderful things if we're still in the country. In the meantime, drive safely. Thank you very much.